Welcome to the story behind her success with Candy O'Terry, sponsored by Tech Help Boston. I am really looking forward to this episode because the woman you are about to meet has so much to share with us about how to embrace the kind of success that feels just as good on the inside as it looks on the outside. She believes that in order to fulfill our deepest dreams, we must recognize the role our emotions play in how we feel about ourselves. She's a master business coach who has helped hundreds of entrepreneurs. Her book is called Meant for More, and she's an international speaker and the founder of a methodology called Aligned Intelligence, which removes blind spots, fear, anxiety, and self-doubt, leaving you feeling like you can do anything. Her name is Mia Hewitt, and this is her story. Mia, welcome to the show. Hi, Candy. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm really looking forward to it. So let's get started. Your philosophy is based on your own life experience. When you were in your 30s, you had a multi-million dollar company, you're living large, your kids are doing well, you've got a gorgeous home, but you still didn't feel successful. You didn't feel good enough. What happened next? I remember I basically reached out to the best and the best in the industry. I spent about a half a million on my own coaching inside of working with some of the greatest people, and they really have incredible hearts. At the end of the day, it felt like it was like, well, just think differently, just reframe it. And I constantly would get stuck with that feeling of like, well, if I could do that, I would have already done that by now. Like, why do I understand that logically this makes no sense, but emotionally it totally feels stuck? Have you ever felt that way, Kenny? You know, I really have. And I'm guessing that this must have been pretty frustrating for you because here you are saying you spent a half a million dollars of your own money. Yes. Going to coaching and going into VIP sessions and reading every self-help book that you possibly could. Mm -hmm. So are you saying to me that you ended up having to figure this out for yourself and this was your new next chapter? Yes, it's, it truly is. It took me six years. I'm not an overnight success in that. It, what I can do for someone in eight weeks, it took me six years to unravel. But I definitely understand it all now. It's fascinating that progress actually requires unlearning. Talk to us, if you can, about your methodology. It's called aligned intelligence. What does that mean? What aligned intelligence does that methodology is it takes it from the world of awareness, which is not enough to get a result, and actually breaks it down literally like a recipe as a formula. In order to get the result we really want, we actually have to go from the first step is awareness. We can't change something we're not aware of. The second step is we actually have to clear the emotional misunderstanding. So we have to clear, separate out the truth from the lie that's keeping the misunderstanding or misconception in place emotionally, and then free ourselves from that emotion such that we then can apply it. So step three would be like, we'd have to actually be able to apply this now in any context, in under any circumstance or any situation, such that we then take actions consistently which will give us new experiences. When once we have new experiences inside of this way of being, well, then our results are a given. 
Does that make sense? It does. Opening ourselves up to yeah. this kind of examination is so painful. It's kind of like opening up Pandora's box. This must have been hard. It really can feel that way at first because it's so scary because nobody does this. It really can feel that way. But in my little groups, like I only do 16 people at a time, we guarantee the results. So it's such an important process, that important feeling of like feeling complete trust, vulnerability, being able to expose yourself, have the courage to go through it with a small group of people that all are doing the exact same thing. It's literally priceless, like because all the things that really stop people, the fear of what people think about them, the fear of looking bad, the fear of, you know, not being good enough, not being smart enough, not getting it right. Like everything you can think of, the imposter syndrome, everything that's stopping people, we literally heal because we give them the experience, not a concept, but we give them the experience to actually go through it. Well, you've talked a lot about the word fear. I want to admit to you and I want to admit to our listeners that fear of failure has always been my greatest fear. Mm. And I have to make myself step outside my comfort zone all the time. So am I on the right track, Coach Mia? Is this how you start to overcome fear of failure? Yes. You, what you want to do is like really look at what you're making failure mean. When you think of failure, what do you make it mean? Well, I guess when I think of fear of failure, I think of mm -hmm. letting myself down, what I think I should be mm -hmm. able to accomplish, and then letting other people down who have an expectation of how good I should be at something. Does that make sense? Totally. I love that you're expressing it because so many people feel this way and they don't express it, but that's exactly right. So the first piece is letting yourself down and then letting others down. Do each one at a time. When it comes to letting yourself down, what's the lie or the misconception or the misunderstanding about how doing something and it not working out the first time and failing, what's the lie that you are letting yourself down? Well, you know, I, I think I know the answer and that is the old, hey, you're not good enough. Great. So then the real reason inside of like, the, so the biggest fear that has you fear failure is the feeling of if I fail, um, then I'm not good enough and I don't want to feel not good enough. You got it. So can you see that it's always going to be in an emotion? It's actually not logical. So now feeling what that would feel like, let's separate the truth and the lie from the not good enough. Go deeper into that one. What is the lie about if you did something and it didn't turn out the way you thought the first time, what's the lie that that means you're not good enough? What's the lie about that? Well, I think that gets, you know, and this is why I was saying when we first started talking that it feels like the whole Pandora's box starts to open up mm -hmm. because then you start getting into your childhood and you start getting into things that people said to you when you were a little girl or a little boy. Yeah. And boy, this feels like a visit to the psychiatrist's couch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I totally understand it. Yes, when you go down that one and you look at like what was said and then you clear the misunderstanding, here's the thing that you're beautifully showing by your own example, really giving the listeners like a feel for, for all of this, that you're doing beautiful. The very emotional trauma 
that stopped us in childhood because we didn't know how to process our feelings. That very thing is what actually stops us to being the most successful entrepreneurs of our lives. Wow. That is so incredibly powerful, Mia. Do you see the connection? I sure do. I sure Mm -hmm. do. Let's talk a little bit about the other one, the fear of people judging us. How do we retrain ourselves to stop that bad habit? So it's the same thing. We got to go deep into that one, like meaning clear the misunderstanding. So what is the lie about what other people think about us that has to do with us? And that's how you get to the place where once you discover the lie, Mm -hmm. you can then move on to what you call a new truth. Yes. Everybody is living from inside of their own perception of reality based on their own childhood trauma. Whether somebody agrees with you or disagrees, it's all coming from their own filter. 95% of what people are thinking are memorized behaviors, emotional reactions, unconscious habits, hardwired attitudes, beliefs, and perceptions from childhood. So the truth is most people don't even see you. They see what they are most afraid of in themselves. I don't have my worthiness or my enoughness tied or linked to somebody else's opinion, but I don't actually take any of it personally. As a business coach, I'm going to guess, Mia, Mm -hmm. that you have learned so much from your own clients as they reveal themselves in these sessions. Oh my gosh. Amazingly. (laughs) There's a big difference between living it myself and really being able to transfer that so that they have the experience. Yes, I've learned from my clients. Please support our sponsors. They make this show possible. More than 30,000 families and businesses have trusted TechHelpBoston.com since the year 2000. Dave Elmazian, president of TechHelpBoston, with the reasons why. We like to establish a relationship with our customers, and the best way to do that is see them in their natural setting, so to speak, and that's in their home. We come to you, we work with you on your equipment in a setting that's comfortable for you, and also we can test better that way, because if you have a printing problem or whatever, and we bring it to a shop, it may work great in the shop, but it might not work in your home. So this way we know for sure everything is working the way that it should. TechHelpBoston.com. Their experts will come to your home or office to fix your computer same day, next day, and weekends too. Visit TechHelpBoston.com. That's TechHelpBoston.com. It takes teamwork to put a weekly series like this together. I am so grateful to Jordan Rich and Ken Carberry for giving the story behind her success a home at Chart Productions. And to Dan Tebow, our editor from Fast Twitch Media. JC Valeris at Platinum Circle Media who handles our social media marketing, and so much more. Thank you all for making me look so good. We're talking to Mia Hewitt, international speaker, entrepreneur, and author of the book, Meant for More. Find out about her aligned intelligence method at MiaHewitt.com. Now back to her story on the story behind her success. Can you share with our listeners a little bit about your upbringing and maybe some of the baggage that you ended up having to deal with yourself. Here I built this multi-million dollar company, very successful. I didn't understand that the things that I was struggling with were actually tied to a trauma 
I was playing in my room, you know, remember the doll I was playing with and everything. And I remember my father calling me and I remember hearing his voice. And if anyone I feared in my household, it was my father. Like he was right up there on the list. I couldn't understand why he was calling me. And he said, oh, you know, I want you to come outside. I want to show you something. I became very shy. And so he decided he was going to teach me a lesson. And the way he was going to do that was he was going to toughen me up. He asked me, what is your favorite chicken? I pointed out my favorite chicken and then unfortunately proceeded to kill her. So that was the way he was going to toughen me up to no longer have me be this weak person that he felt that I was, you know, and it was very traumatic for me. Why that stopped me from the rest of my life is in the moment of the trauma, when something happens to us and we don't know how to process what we're feeling, in order to protect myself, I became super confused because that trauma got locked in place into my nervous system. Like I, anytime I would become confused throughout my entire rest of my life, in my 30s and anything, I would run a huge confusion pattern. (laughs) Now, why this is so important is like when I healed this, I realized I'm not confused. Actually, I'm really, 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 really clear. But the trauma created the confusion. So when I could separate that out, that I wasn't confused, that I got confused in that moment because I didn't know how to process what I was feeling I stopped running a confusion pattern. First of all, I want to say thank you for telling everybody that story, because I think it really frames your story so that we understand why this journey has been so important for you. So thank you very much for sharing it. Can you reach out right now and talk to a woman listening to this episode who is Mm -hmm. shaking her head saying, yes, she is talking to me. Can you give her a way to get started on a new path? Toward success? The first thing I would like to say is the more that we let a single belief define us, the less capable we think we are adapting to when life challenges us. And so the first thing I want to give as a context is I want you to consider who's ever listening right now that you are way bigger than a single belief or a single identity or who you see yourself as. Go take a bird's eye view of your own self-image, your own identity or label you've given yourself. I would have you pull back and look down on yourself with the most loving eyes. Because when you can begin to look lovingly at every part of yourself and that there's no part of your mind or body that you are not afraid to look lovingly at, we literally can transform a relationship with fear and really begin to embrace and evolve to who we really, really are. And speaking of that, how do we create our own glass ceiling? Every single human being has had a drama. It just doesn't look like somebody else's trauma. So how we create our glass ceiling is the day that we created, like the day the trauma happened and we went into a pattern to survive that experience. All of our ways of being to try to protect ourselves, all the rules that we created after that experience. So we never wanted that to happen again. That's our glass ceiling. I'll use myself. So for me, the way that I created myself to protect myself from ever trusting people again 
because I never wanted to be caught off guard again. I never wanted to be blindsided again. Like I felt really stupid that I fell for it. One of my rules was like, I was always afraid to look like bad or not be smart or not make the right decision. So that was a huge one for me. So this, these would become my rules. It would become my glass ceiling because then I would get stuck in overthinking everything to not have to make that decision. Boy, I tell you what, and I'm listening to you describing that and I'm thinking, that's exhausting. <laughs> yes, it is so exhausting. But I remember feeling exhausted all the time. And then that breaks down because it comes into the disallowance of ease, right? The disease in the body. So then you start having certain problems. You could have irritable bowel syndrome, migraine headaches, panic attacks, anxiety, overeating. Like it all just keeps going, right? This self-examination is not fun. But when you get to the other side and you are free to be who you mm -hmm. are, there must be such a feeling of exhilaration. And again, I can do anything. Maybe that's where the success comes from. Everything shifts. How we succeed at failure is step one. We just want to really be able to acknowledge it, not from making it wrong, but from a complete curiosity. Like, wow, like, look, this didn't work the way we thought. You're like, interesting. Now we're going to get really curious. And then step two is we're going to get the gift because every mistake has a pro take, meaning when we can clear what the misunderstanding or the misconception was, now we can actually put in what was really missing so that we can achieve that result. So we want to really get the gift because every single time that a mistake has happened or something happens that's not what we anticipated, there is something so important that's missing inside of that curiosity. When we can get there was a system or a process or a person that we didn't have in place there or something in that broke down. And when we can see the gift, apply the gift, right? So the third thing is implement that gift, like put in the right system process or whatever's missing that would have that work, well, now we want to solve praise. That process of how to succeed at failure by acknowledging it, by learning what the gift is, by implementing the gift, and then praising ourselves, we will completely no longer worry about a mistake. What that does is it allows us to create huge momentum forward to move through things that would normally stop others and take them out maybe for days, dwelling on it, worrying about it, talking about it, obsessing about it, we can literally become unstoppable. We've talked a little bit about finding your way to success after mm -hmm. a failure. So my next question is, when an obstacle is in your path, how do you get around it? I really don't see things as obstacles. I see them as my next level. For instance, you know, I'm building an eight-figure business. I can look at where I am to where I'm going because I'm living inside of this vision before I ever get there. I live in visions. So I'm living from the end in mind. That's why that quote that says, a journey of a thousand miles always starts with the first step. It should say, it starts with the first step and in the first step, the end must be present. 
the vision of what that feels like when it's done, completed, living in, must be present in the first step. I don't see things as obstacles because in truth, the way that life is, no matter how much success you have, there's always another level. No matter how much I've grown and evolved and awakened and healed my own traumas and no longer are stopped and are getting from now seven to eight, there's always something else to evolve to. I wonder, is there such a thing as a billionaire mindset? Totally. Many years ago, before I figured all this out, so here I am, built a multi-million dollar company. I'm talking with Martin Franklin, who at the time owned Jardin Corporation. He ended up selling it to Rubbermaid for about $14.3 billion. And it's a conglomerate of companies like Yankee Candle, Coleman's Grill. He had 36,000 employees. I had 15 at the highest. And so I was like, Martin, how in the world are you doing this? Martin, what are you doing with your fear? Like, how are you managing that with 36,000 employees? I know he wasn't managing each one. He had people in place for that. But how do you do that? He said, Mia, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't have fear. The way that I see it is most people, Mia, can't make a decision. I said, wait, wait, what do you mean by that? Because I'm thinking I make a lot of decisions until I realized I didn't at that time. He said, basically, he's not in a perception of reality. So he goes to a few key people and he'll ask them for feedback which is basically means he's open to feedback. And then he says, I always trust my gut. He always follows his intuition. He never goes against his gut ever. And once he makes a decision, he never, ever, ever looks back. He will not entertain another thought that is contrary to his decision. I didn't realize, Candy, how much I had at that point that where I thought I was making decisions I was not making a decision because I wasn't really going all in. I had one foot in and one foot out. Wow. And I'll ask you this then. As you look back mm-hmm. on having one foot in and one foot out and now having both feet in, Mia Hewitt, what does success mean to you? It means the more I've awakened as an entrepreneur, the less of life you fear. When you really understand the principles, the foundational principles of how life really works and how you work as a human being, what success really means is learning to live in alignment within those principles, going all in and never looking back. It is the difference between night and day, from thriving or surviving, from flow and fear. It's priceless. Mia Hewitt, author of Meant for More. I want to say thank you so much for being our guest this week on The Story Behind Her Success. Mia, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, Candy. Thanks for listening to The Story Behind Her Success with Candy O'Terry. This is a series with one goal in mind, to shine the spotlight on women doing great things with their lives. We hope these weekly stories will motivate and inspire you If you'd like to suggest someone for Candy to interview, she'd love to hear about her. Connect with her anytime on Facebook, Twitter, and her website, CandyOterry.com. That's C-A-N-D-Y-O-T-E-R-R-Y.com. You'll find all of these links in the show notes. What's your story?